the end zone, has a man open, touchdown, Justin Blackman. into another edition of Locked On Pokes. I'm your host, Colby Powell. Glad to be with you on this Wednesday, this victorious Wednesday, as Oklahoma State heads up to Manhattan, Kansas last night and comes back with its second win in the last three games. I have now correctly predicted three Oklahoma State basketball games in a row. I am on a roll, as are the Cowboys getting things turned around at the midway point of the Big 12 basketball season. I want to remind everyone that this is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network in the country. Brady Trantham does a great job on Locked On Sooners and Locked On Thunder as well. Make sure you head on over to LockedOnPodcast.com or you can just search Locked On Sooners, Locked On Thunder, and always Locked On Pokes wherever you listen to your podcast. And when you do, go ahead and rate our podcast. Give us five stars. Don't be a hater. Don't give four stars. Five stars here for Locked On Pokes. And make sure you head over to Twitter and follow me at Colby J. Powell and at Locked on Pokes. That is where you can find all of the brilliant and not so brilliant thoughts that pop into my head. Uh, the not so brilliant thought that I had to jump on skis. That video was on my Twitter on uh, Monday. My brilliant picks last night, 4 0 against the spread, were on Twitter last night. So everything goes up on Twitter. Head over there at Colby J. Powell at Locked on Pokes. Give me a follow. Tweet me all your thoughts, comments, criticisms, whatever the case may be. Questions, any of that. Whatever you want to ask me. You want to talk about golf? You want to talk about the Genesis Open this week, which has several Oklahoma State Cowboys in the field? Send it my way. We'll talk about it. Today we're talking Oklahoma State basketball, Oklahoma State baseball, and Oklahoma State football. Let's start last night in Manhattan where Oklahoma State took down Kansas State 64-59. to And here is your number for the game. The one number, the biggest number from last night's win in Manhattan is 8. Off the top of your head, anybody, real quick, can you think of what the number 8, what the significance of that number was in last night's game? The significance of the number eight, that is how many total three-point attempts Oklahoma State took as a team. It was beautiful. It was beautiful to watch a bad three-point shooting team not take bad threes. Here's one of the problems with college basketball. The NBA has now turned into Steph Curry and Damian Lillard and Trey Young and Kimba Walker and whoever else. All these guys who can light it up from beyond the arc. Just stone cold shooters. And so the game has now just turned into floor spacing and shooting and teams are putting up 35, 40, 45 threes a night. And that has had a trickle down effect into college basketball. And college basketball teams have now are now shooting more threes than ever. The problem is, do you know why guys in the NBA can do that? Because guys in the NBA are in the NBA because they were the single best shooters in college basketball. They were not your run-of-the-mill guys who were filling out every roster across, across the country. Those guys aren't lighting it up from deep in the NBA. It's only the very elite of the elite shooters from college basketball who are now doing that in the NBA. So, college basketball is trying to play the style that is being played in the NBA without the talent that is in the NBA, and it is a disaster, an absolute train wreck. If, if you can't, 
If you don't have the shooters to play that way, you just can't play that way. And that is why last night as I watched Oklahoma State and Kansas State, the first half, tough watch. 27-21 at halftime. Tough watch. Uh, but second half, Oklahoma State uh, played well. Kept Kansas State at bay. Kansas State kept trying to chip away, but... Oklahoma State never surrendered the lead in the second half. Uh, stretched it out there around the 10, 9, 8-minute mark. Oklahoma State got going a little bit. But Kansas State was able to stick around, keep it competitive the entire game. Yorin A went on a stretch in the middle, middle late second half. Uh, he had the a uh, couple floaters. He had the alley-oop dunk that he went up and got. He hit his first three last night. By the way, eight threes Oklahoma State attempted. One of those was from Yorin A. I mean, I mean, the shot clock was going off. He just let it fly and boom. There it was, Yorinay from downtown. He was 6 of 6 from the floor last night, 15 points, 7 rebounds. Uh, Awesome, awesome game from Yorinay. Other than the buzzer-beating three that Yorinay had to put up because the ball was accidentally in his hands at that point, no one other than Waters and Dezagua attempted a three. What have I been saying all all season? All season I've been saying, look, Cam McGriff, do some other things. Jonathan Laurent, you don't need to shoot it from back there. Isaac Likely, do what you're good at. Do what you're good at. Avery Anderson, do what you're good at. Y'all don't need to shoot from back there. And last night, nobody other than Lindy and, and Dezog will let it fly. Again, the buzzer beater shot clock from Yorinay. You live with that. It was, it was phenomenal from Oklahoma State. It really was. That is the way Oklahoma State needs to play. Because what that leads to, Oklahoma State was 22 of 43 from the field. They only attempted 43 shots. Kansas State attempted 56 field goals. Kansas State attempted 13 more shots from the floor than Oklahoma State. And yet Oklahoma State still made two more shots because they attempted 13 more shots, but they attempted 14 more threes. You see, Kansas State did not take as quality of shots as Oklahoma State did. Oklahoma State got better looks, made a higher percentage of better shots. 22 of 43. Pardon me, that's 51.2% from the floor last night for Oklahoma State. They, they out-rebounded Kansas State 38-29, to despite giving up 10 offensive rebounds to the Wildcats. Means Oklahoma State really dominated the defensive boards, 32-19. to They out-rebounded Kansas State on the defensive boards. Turnovers, I mean, hey, Oklahoma State, they turned the ball over too much. 16 turnovers to Kansas State's 11. But they were smart about their shot selections. They made the most out of their possessions. They were able to go get a big win in Manhattan. Uh, and, and why is this a big win for Oklahoma State? Well, I will tell you why. Do you remember last week, last Monday, uh, I was pretty down on Oklahoma State basketball, and I sat here and I went through every Power 5 conference to look and see if Oklahoma State was, in fact, the worst team in the country. And now we can confidently say that Oklahoma State is not even the worst team in the conference. That title belongs to the Kansas State Wildcats. Both teams now 2-9 and nine in conference, but Kansas State is 9-15 and 15 on the season. Oklahoma State is 12-12 12 and 12 on the season, and they have the head-to-head matchup against Kansas State. So, Oklahoma State, not the worst team in the Big 12. That is the Kansas State Wildcats. And Oklahoma State looks like they've turned a corner, and that team is playing hard for Mike Boynton. Again, I am a Mike Boynton guy. I can't wait to see what he does next year with Cade Cunningham and Rondell Walker in town. Some of these young guys getting a little bit older. If Yorin A can continue to learn how to play without fouling and keep himself on the floor. We saw last night what that looks like. Still into the game with four personal fouls. Got one late. 
but 15 points on 6 of 6 from the floor. And Oklahoma State, middle of the second half, was just feeding Yorinay. It was it was really, uh, really pretty to watch. Don, Jonathan Laurent, by the way, let's give him some credit. He was really efficient last night. 4 of 6. He was getting to the basket, which I really liked. A couple of strong moves in the second half. Uh, got an and one on a move whenever he got fouled. So, good game from Jonathan Laurent as well. Good win for Oklahoma State in Manhattan. Texas Tech coming up on Saturday. That's going to be a tough one. We remember uh, what Texas Tech did to Oklahoma State the first time that those two teams met in Lubbock, 85-50, to the drubbing from the Red Raiders. That was a game that was close, 36-31, I think maybe, 32-28, something like that in that neighborhood. And then Texas Tech just exploded away from Oklahoma State. That game will be in Stillwater Saturday at noon on CBS. That's right. It's on CBS at noon on Saturday. So if you can, go ahead and get out to Gallagher-Iba Arena for what should be a good college basketball game against the number 24 team in the country. Oklahoma State playing much better basketball should have a chance to be competitive against the Red Raiders. All right, uh, before I take a break, I want to remind everyone about our good friend and partner here on Locked on Poke, Simply Green Pharmacy in Stillwater. Head on up to 617 East Redbud Drive in Stillwater, corner of Perkins and Redbud there on the northeast side of town. Go see Will Corley and Vicky. They will get you taken care of. Some of the best selection in the state. Uh, a lot of what they have, they grow themselves. They also get some things from the premier growers across the state across the state, uh, edibles, concentrates, cartridges, uh, whatever you can imagine, they have it. It is a friendly environment. Head on over to Simply Green Pharmacy in Stillwater. Tell them Lockdown Poke sent you. Glad everyone is with me. Take a break. Come back on the other side. Talk a little Oklahoma State Cowboy football. Stay with me here on Lockdown Pokes. Welcome back into Locked on Pokes. Once again, I'm your host, Colby Powell. Glad that you are with me on this Wednesday. Oklahoma State gets a win last night against Kansas State. Also, shout out to the Oklahoma State women. Got a little revenge last night in Bedlam, taking down the Sooners. So Oklahoma State men and women's basketball get big wins last night in the Big 12 Conference. Uh, good for the Cowboys and the Cowgirls. A Bedlam win is always, always Sweet. Uh, all right. I said we were going to talk a little bit of Oklahoma State football this segment. I want to talk about a uh, story that Scott Wright did in the Oklahoman that was published this past Sunday. And this was really good stuff from Scott Wright. He, he does a fantastic job. Uh, but what he basically wrote about this weekend was the relationships and the communication skills that Casey Dunn already has established with the offensive stars in Stillwater, Spencer Sanders, Chuba Hubbard, Tylen Wallace. Spencer Sanders uh, quoted in the story saying, we speak the same language and other people may not understand what we're saying, but it builds chemistry between us and helps us work together a lot easier and communicate. I mean, it's all about communication. Uh, goes on, Ch- Chuba Hubbard says he's probably one of the smartest coaches I've ever met. He knows what he's doing, and he's special, so I know he'll do good things. Tyler Wallace said it was an emotional roller coaster for a while. Uh, yes, it was, because remember, this was Tyler Wallace's position coach, who's now his offensive coordinator. It was an emotional roller coaster for a while, but once I heard he was coming back, I was really excited. He means a lot to this program. He's been here for nine years. He recruited me and everything. I'm just really happy he got the opportunity that he has. Uh, these guys really all spoke highly of him. 
in this story again in the Oklahoman by Scott Wright. And look, I was pro Casey Dunn whenever all of this was happening. I think that promoting from within is oftentimes the best way to go, especially with a guy with the longevity of Casey Dunn, who's done such a great job at Oklahoma State for a long time, and the relationships that he's built with the players already on campus. You know, Casey Dunn hasn't been in the box. Casey Dunn has been on the sidelines, in the huddles. Casey Dunn uh, has been, you know, one of the main operators of Oklahoma State's offense for the last few years. And now the, the only thing that's different is he's the guy who's actually calling the play. So uh, I do think Casey Dunn will be tremendously successful as Oklahoma State's offensive coordinator. Uh, you know, his players speak really highly of him. His offensive philosophy, Spencer Sanders, said score fast. Get the ball down the field. Get the ball in the air. We're going to keep the ball on the ground, too. I mean, we've got the nation's leading rusher, so we're going to do whatever we need to do to give us the best possible chance to win. This is going to be likely the most high-powered uh, offense we've seen at Oklahoma State since Mason Rudolph's final season three years ago. Uh, with Mason Rudolph, James Washington, and all those guys scoring a bunch of points. That team, actually, we would probably say underwhelmed in the results for the season. The team lost three home games that year. Lost to uh, TCU, lost to Oklahoma, and lost to Kansas State. Uh, Purple was not good to the Cowboys that year. Uh, Hopefully, this team doesn't lose three games. This team losing three games would be a huge, huge disappointment. Uh, I think... You know, if you go 10-2, and two, you can say, okay, par for the course. You, you really – you'd love for this team to go 11-1 and one with the amount of talent they have just because this amount of talent isn't all on the field at one time in Stillwater at any given point. But 11-1, and one, it gets tough. At 11-1, and one, the ball has to bounce your way a few times. Uh, you know, if you go 9-3, and three, it probably bounced against you a few times. But Spencer Sanders is going to have to take care of the ball. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, who knows if he gets as many touches as he did last year. And injuries are always a big part of it. This past season, Oklahoma State maybe had a chance to, to win nine games uh, instead, of, instead of eight. And injuries derailed the season a little bit, obviously, with Spencer Sanders and the torn ACL for Tylen Wallace. So, um, hopefully – um, Oklahoma State is able to maximize these guys that they have on the offensive side of the ball. And I really do think that Casey Dunn is the guy to do it. Uh, interesting as well, Casey Dunn is the only non-white coordinator or head coach in the Big 12, which doesn't make a lot of sense. There's 10 teams in the Big 12, so that's 10 head coaches, 10 offensive coordinators, 10 defensive coordinators. That's 30 coaches. There is only one non-white coordinator or head coach in the Big 12, and it is Casey Dunn. I, it doesn't make any sense to me with all the uh, all of the great um, non-white assistant coaches that there are around the country. Those guys just don't get promoted, and it's a problem at the NFL level. It's a problem at the collegiate level, and hopefully it's something uh, that schools will look to address and make sure that everyone is getting a fair shake whenever it's time to promote guys to both uh, the coordinator and the head coaching levels, but uh, good for Casey Dunn. Glad to see that he's having success at Oklahoma State. Um, I think even as a receivers coach, he's kind of been a fan favorite for a long time, and hopefully he can keep that going and uh, give Oklahoma State its best offensive product in a few years. All right, going to take a break, come back on the other side. We're talking Cowboy baseball, which gets underway on Friday in Arizona. I am hyped for baseball season. If you're not a college baseball fan, this is not the place for you because Josh Holiday, Rob Walton, Robin Ventura, and the boys are going to be rolling this season for the Pokes. We'll talk about that next. Stay with me here on Lockdown Pokes. 
Wrapping things up here on Locked on Pokes. Once again, I'm your host, Colby Powell. Glad everyone is with me. Go see my friends at Simply Green Pharmacy in Stillwater, the corner of Redbud and Perkins there on the northeast side of town. Vicky Will and Corley will take care of you. A local touch, a friendly atmosphere at Simply Green Pharmacy. All the best selection, the best flour, the best edibles, the best concentrates. Go see them. They grow all natural. So uh, everything you're getting is the absolute best. Again, go see Simply Green Pharmacy at 617 East Redbud Drive in Stillwater. Tell them Locked on Pokes sent you. All right. Let's uh, talk a little Oklahoma State baseball. The season is getting underway on Thursday. Cannot wait for O'Brate Stadium to be open here in just more than a month. Baseball season, it kind of always sneaks up on everybody because it's February 12th. You know, Valentine's Day is Friday. Probably going to take your your girlfriend, fiance, wife, whatever out and... uh, you know, have a good time, and it doesn't feel like baseball season yet. Because if you walk outside, it doesn't feel like baseball season. I remember when I was at Oklahoma State, my junior year, I was the beat writer for the Cowboy baseball team, and I think the opening series that year was against Alcorn State, and it was so cold. Man, it was cold. I remember sitting through that game, sitting through the – Gosh, what was it? 18, 19, 20 inning Bedlam game that was nice early and then just got freezing late. So it doesn't feel like baseball season outside yet, but it will feel like baseball season in Arizona this weekend where the Cowboys will be three game series against Grand Canyon before staying over. Uh, No game on Monday and then the Cowboys will play Arizona State on Tuesday. So it'll be a good long weekend in Arizona uh, for Oklahoma State. Traveling tomorrow, they'll travel on Thursday to Arizona, uh, and then games Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Tuesday. So uh, the big thing is going to be the pitching staff, the freshman from Jinx, Bryce Osmond. Bryce Osmond has been uh, committed to Oklahoma State since ninth grade. He became a really highly touted pitching prospect kind of his junior year at Jinx, had some looks from pro teams, uh, you know, obviously college baseball, you can go out of high school. If you come, you got to stick around for a few years. Uh, so Bryce Osman decided that he wanted to be at Oklahoma State. Josh Holiday kind of talked about that some yesterday. So we had a strong relationship with Bryce, his dad and his family from ninth grade on. He always expressed a strong desire to be here. So uh, good to have Bryce Osman at Oklahoma State, and he will be in the starting pitching rotation this weekend. It'll be Bryce Osman, who's a freshman, fellow freshman, Justin Campbell, and then Parker Scott will be one of the starters for this weekend series as well. One thing Josh Holiday talked about yesterday is pitching depth at the beginning of the year. You know, guys are kind of still starting to get their arms going at this point in the season. Nobody's going to be in midseason form. So, Josh Holiday said guys are usually only ready to throw 65 to 70 pitches this early in the season. So, you need good depth. You need uh, good uh, relief pitching. In comes Ben Leeper. Ben Leeper, fifth-year senior for the Oklahoma State Cowboys. He's had a lot of success, pitched a lot of big innings for Oklahoma State. Uh, So it'll be good to have Ben Leeper out there in relief. I'm going to do a full baseball preview on Friday. So on Friday, we'll talk uh, about baseball, about basketball. I will be back tomorrow. Tomorrow, we're going to do something a little different here on Locked on Pokes as we're going to look back at the season that was for Oklahoma State football, uh, talk about what could have been better, what uh, what could have been worse? Where did Oklahoma State uh, over exceed our expectations? Uh, and where did Oklahoma State 
underwhelm last year whenever it comes to Oklahoma State. Football going to start doing something a little bit different on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but excited to keep things rolling forward here on Locked on Pokes. Glad everyone was with me. Uh, like this podcast, subscribe to this podcast, rate this podcast. Five stars, four stars means you're a hater. Follow me on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Locked on Pokes. Thanks for listening back again tomorrow with another edition of Lockdown Post.